Hi guys, welcome to episode 28 of The Beauty of Ugly. My name is Simtong and let's talk about some stuff. Yeah, okay, Sabah. So I just came back from Sabah. So uh, we arrived in Tawau. And as you know, Tawau is also the place where they send all the COVID people to. First meal uh, in Tawau. My wife wanted to eat venison balls. So uh, yeah, that's what we had. It, it was uh, pretty yummy. And uh, I still am not quite sure what venison balls, <laughs> venison balls mean. Uh, I hope it means meatballs made out of venison and not something else. Yeah. Um, so that was <laughs> our first meal there. Then the next morning we had Papa Kopitiam in Tawau. Yeah, actually it's just Cantonese fried mihun. Uh, I don't know if they do it in other noodles, but they have it in mihun. So that's what we had, and um, it's pretty nice. Uh, the egg is fried instead of all mixed in with the sauce. But I have to say the sauce is not as nice without the, the runny egg in it. Um, but I do like the fried egg. So yeah, it's got its plus and minus. Uh, I, I do quite like it. Okay, so from Tawa, we, we went to Sampurna just for a day trip. Uh, because we, we didn't plan that we had one extra day. We was like, why, why don't we just, Simeng said, why don't we just book something? So we went to Sampurna to do some snorkeling. I don't dive, so I, I don't know how to scuba. Um, I'm not even a good swimmer. Between the three of us, uh, Max is the best swimmer, I guess. Uh, and he, he's not that great either. <laughs> um, he's taken lessons and he knows how to do the strokes more or less properly. I know how to do a very bad breaststroke. That's it. I can pretty much do a, a pretty bad breaststroke until I run out of stamina and then, uh, and then I'll sink and drown. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I can't dive. And, um, um, but we did snorkeling um, a little bit and I was worried about seaming because she can't swim. She, all she's got is the, the life vest to keep her alive, right? And she's prone to panicking. And uh, yeah, I was just watching her the whole time. And uh, But she did well. She, she gave it a try. And uh, she took a little dip in the water. And um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, we saw a lot of fish. We went to three places to snorkel. Um, yeah, we saw that scary thing. It's a moray. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I've, I think I've only seen morays in aquariums and also i think in one movie in the um in that pirate movie not not the pirates of the caribbean um the one where the older one with um um what's her name uh the actress from thelma and louise uh gina davis you guys remember the movie i'm talking about the one where gina davis is a pirate yeah, I remember there was one scene where her uncle tried to scare her um, and she was scared by grabbing this gigantic moray eel. Uh, the head of it was like big enough to uh, snap your head. I've always been scared of moray eels because uh, I don't know why. I don't know why we're supposed to be scared of them. But uh, apparently they are either very toxic or their bite is very toxic or... There's something, there's something scary about them and um, we are supposed to be scared of them, I guess. Uh, is what I learned from that movie. Um, yeah, so I was, trying, I was diving and I was like, oh, look, there's fish. Oh, there's turtles. Yay. 
And then I saw this guy, and I was like, oh, shit, it's, it's pretty near. It's, it's not the biggest one, but it's like, it's still about a meter long, and uh, it's big enough to take a chunk out of my crotch. So I'm like, okay, uh, I'm done snorkeling. <laughs> I'm going to back out of Cutthroat Island. That's the, that's the movie, yeah. Um, I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to swim away from, from here. And, but the thing is, this thing is headed towards me, so it's kind of like, yeah, uh, that's not going to work. So I was just like, but it's underneath, right? It's still like, I don't know, three meters uh, below me. But uh, if it decides, you know, if it decides that uh, I'm a tasty, <laughs> tasty morsel, I might swim upwards, right? I, I don't know anything about eels or fish or, you know, um, marine life. <laughs> So I was like, okay, I'm glad it's went past. And, uh, and then I was like, okay, uh, let's swim over there now. You know, <laughs> let's move away from its home. Yeah, that was off Mana King Island. Uh, off Mana King Island, actually, you can see a lot of stuff. Towards the end uh, of our last snorkel, I saw a jellyfish. That was, that was the main thing I was trying to avoid was jellyfish. Uh, I know like you almost never see anything dangerous uh, snorkeling in those places but uh, jellyfish they're everywhere right and um, most of them are you know can hurt you I think uh, so I was like okay look out for jellyfish don't touch any jellyfish the whole time I was snorkeling I was like don't touch any jellyfish look out for jellyfish and if you see a jellyfish get out of there and um, I think as I was like, okay, I'm done snorkeling this uh, after Pom Pom Island. We went back to the boat and I was like heading towards the boat. I think I saw a little, I want to say white, but I want to also say kind of like translucent. It's like the size of maybe a baseball, uh, size of maybe, uh, maybe even smaller, maybe the size of, size of a light bulb. And it was just kind of floating past me and I was like, is that a jellyfish or is that a like a weird plastic bag or what? What is it? So I was like, okay, whatever it is, don't go near it, don't touch it, let it just float by and then uh, head off. And then as I got on the boat, I felt like, hey, did that thing sting me? Because my the back of my ankle feels a bit weird. Like um uh like something on the skin feels a bit weird but it wasn't like painful uh, and it wasn't itchy and then when the kind of the guide came back onto the boat i asked him like hey did you see a jellyfish out there and he's like oh yeah they're, they're all over the place they're they're everywhere there's so many of them i'm like what <laughs> so we were just surrounded by jellyfish and you didn't you didn't say anything i guess he didn't want to alarm us so yeah, he, he was like, yeah, look at, and then he was showing me all these welts on his, uh, on his arms and legs, and he was kind of wearing uh, one of those wetsuits, right? So I'm like, oh, in that case, then that means we are pretty lucky, I guess, like we didn't get any stings on, oh, he had like at least four or five of them. And uh, yeah, and then he said, oh, it's not painful, it's just itchy, and I'm like, well, mine is not itchy, so... Uh, I guess it's not it. It's just in my mind, maybe. It's just this placebo effect from seeing that jellyfish, I think. So yeah, that was snorkeling. It was fun. Uh, except that part when <laughs> Seeming was panicking a little bit and we were like, oh no, what's... And uh, 
I wasn't in the water yet. Um, Max was in the water next to her. I was like trying to like calm her down, but at the same time, it's like okay, I there's no way I can like jump in the water and swim like 15 meters and get to her real quick, right? Max was nearer to her, so I was like kind of yelling to him, and I was like, hey, just get mum the float because the float was just like two meters away from him, but um. But yeah, I think he was also kind of like, wasn't sure what to do at that time. He was like, okay. So in the end, he just calmed her down, hold, held her hand, and she calmed down. She was all right. Um, she wasn't, yeah, she was okay. She wasn't like in danger. It's just, I think some water went in, in her mouth and she panicked. Um, yeah, snorkeling, fun. <laughs> I knew someone was going to say this. Pat Friend says the bestest cure for those common jellyfish stings is to pee on the stung area. Mm, yeah, I think that's a uh, we have heard of this, right? Um, pee on the stung area. Yeah, I I I wasn't thinking about that, but I was like, it, it was just so mild. Like when I felt it, I was like, what is this tingling feeling on my on my ankle? I'm like, should I? Is this does this warrant someone peeing on me? I'm like. I don't think it's bad enough to to start asking someone to pee on me. You know, we haven't come to that yet. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> After some prona, the next day we went to, uh, we met up with the gang, the rest of the MNS gang. So this was an MNS trip, uh, Malaysian Nature Society, and we went from. Actually, we went back from Semporna to Tawau, and then met up with them, and then from Tawau. We went towards uh, Danum Valley, and the uh, Danum Valley is actually the entrance to Danum Valley is actually Lahat Datu, and as you know, uh, Lahat Datu is kind of uh, famous for one thing right now, which is uh, COVID nineteen, right? Um, and basically all of Sabah. So um, on the way there, on the way to Lahat Datu, we passed by Kunak, and I was like, "Hey, I know someone from Kunak. <laughs> you guys know who's from Kunak?" Uh, Mat Sabah, my friend Ahmad Rusli. Uh, uh, Mat Sabah is from from Kunak. So I was like, hey, let's take a picture, you know, the, of the sign and uh, and uh, and so I, I I messaged him. I I didn't message. I didn't want to post it on the internet, you know. Um, I this whole trip I didn't post anything on the internet. I think Seeming did, but like I also feel like uh, I don't know. There'll be a lot of People with judgment about like you know you're going to you're going to uh, Tawau you know you're going to uh, you're going you're passing through Lahat Datu are you crazy and I, I didn't want to deal with that so I didn't I didn't post any pictures uh, on Facebook also because uh, we didn't have internet in the jungle um, and then uh, once I came out of the jungle I still didn't post because I didn't feel like dealing with any of that. So yeah, but then I took a picture of uh, me and Siming uh, in front of a Kunak sign, and then we, and then I I sent it, uh, I sent it through WhatsApp. <laughs> I, I asked uh, I asked uh, Matsaba, I said, "Hey, guess where I am?" And straight away he said, "Kunak," <laughs> and I'm like, "How do you know?" He's like, "Bro," and then he 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 left a voice message and said, "Bro." Did you hear about the cluster yesterday? And I was like, "What cluster?" And he's like, 
there's a cluster in Kunak, bro. It's the Pulau cluster. And I'm like, this whole trip, it seemed like everywhere we went, the day before they had a cluster or the day itself, they have a cluster. Um, but I mean, Tawau and Lahat Datu, we already know. And Kunak was one. And then on the way back, uh, Sampurna was another one. Sampurna didn't have at first and then now they, you know. Um, apparently, two people went diving in Sampurna and came back with COVID. This couple, I think, boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh, one works in UOB and one works in CIMB. So yeah, hope they, hope they feel better soon. Yeah, so that was that. Was that. And then we, we took a long ride from Tawau and then we kind of took a pee in the toilet and i i didn't i i didn't even go to the toilet actually some some people took a a pee break in kunak but uh i just came down and took a picture of the sign and i went back into the van and i hope that wasn't enough to catch anything yeah so then uh then we headed towards uh lahat datu we passed by we didn't stop and we headed into the the forest reserve area and that was danum valley so every day in Danum Valley, basically, this is basically an MNS trip. Uh, so basically, you walk in the forest and you take pictures, and um, it's very easy for me to uh, because everyone else is pretty fit, right? They they're all hikers. They all hike pretty often. Uh, me and Seeming not so much, but we were able to keep up because they, although they were uh, pretty fit hikers they were also photographers so they were always stopping to take photographs of like leaves and insects and and all kinds of things and uh, or, or they would stop because they heard a bird and then they would stop for like 20 minutes so we had a lot of time to keep up to catch up right so it was uh, the hiking was pretty easy um, I was worried about my wonky ankle um, but I have to say maybe the hiking was good for me in the sense that I was super careful not to, you know, injure it again or aggravate an injury, right? An old injury. So I was super careful, like wherever it was muddy, wherever it was slippery, wherever it like had to take a big step uh, um, up or down, especially down. I was super careful not to do that. But it was also tiring to be so careful. Um, and I think... The first day we were there, I think we just had uh, a night walk. Yeah. And then the next day was just a whole day of hiking. My ankle feels better. Is, is <laughs> the whole point of what I was trying to say. Um, my, my ankle actually feels better now. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty positive that right now it feels better than it was before this trip. So maybe all that exercise uh, was good for it. I think luckily we didn't twist anything uh, so that was good okay let's have a look at the comments before I continue Bing you are posting a link here and I can't click on the link right now but uh, just from the URL it says vinegar best antidote jellyfish stings urine lemon juice make worse study <laughs> So uh, I I don't know what the article is saying, but I'm guessing that there's a study out there that uh, peeing is actually mixed. The, uh, peeing actually on on the jellyfish wound actually makes it worse. 
And vinegar is actually a better antidote. Hmm, that's interesting. Also, it depends on what is in your pee, right? Some people have a diabetic pee. Some people have like acidic pee. <laughs> you don't know what's in there. It depends on their diet and their uh, health conditions, I guess. Did you see any orangutans? Orangutans. Okay. Uh, orangutans is how we pronounce orangutans. Uh, yes and no. I was in my room kind of having... Getting ready for an afternoon nap or just just uh, chilling. And uh, Siming popped her head in and said, There's an orangutan. There's an orangutan. So I grabbed the binoculars and uh, I didn't have time to put on my socks and shoes. I just wore my sandals and ran out. I saw the our friends. They were in a big group looking in one direction. So I'm like, okay, they're looking at the orangutan, right? So um, then I saw them moving into the the bush into the forest and so I tried to follow this trail but it was really slippery and muddy and I wasn't wearing shoes so uh, I was kind of slow and by the time I went in there I think the orangutan had left already but the, the other group saw and all I saw was some trees moving um, in the distance like maybe I want to say a hundred meters away from me which doesn't sound like a long distance, but um, in the in the forest, it's a hundred a hundred meters is very far um, because that's probably like between you and what you're trying to see. There's like twenty trees in the way, so uh, yeah, I, I didn't see anything. I uh, just saw some leaves rustling through some leaves, and and that was it. So I didn't see an orangutan. Uh, this time, but I have seen orangutans in the wild before, but that was also in Sabah. That was, uh, I want to say, in Kinabatangan. It's either in Kinabatangan or it's, no, the place, th there was one place we went to in one of our Sabah trips, and I'm very sure it's Sabah. We, because it was with MNS, we always go to Sabah with MNS. Uh, we were walking along this uh, treetop canopy trail thing and uh, one orangutan just came onto the the walkway, the the treetop canopy walkway. And so we just stopped and uh, the people who had cameras, they started taking pictures. We just stopped there and it was pretty near. It was probably like maybe less than five meters away. So yeah, I have seen one uh, in the wild before. I'm not scared of orangutan. They seem like pretty chill. They seem pretty friendly. I would be scared if it was a chimp, which we don't have here, I think. Um, yeah, uh, chimpanzees scare me. Uh, <laughs> orangutans, not so much. Uh, even though they are bigger, I think. And they are, I think they are very strong, but um, they seem pretty chill. I didn't see the one this time. So it, as we were walking in there, everyone was pretty, everyone was pretty sure-footed, right? So they were okay. Uh, I, on the other hand, me and my clumsiness and my lack of hiking skills and me trying to um, not, not to get injured again uh, and being extra careful, I was 
basically using my hands to hang on to everything, you know, tree roots, tree trunks, tree branches, just make, making sure I don't slip and uh, twist my ankle. So I, I was hanging on to everything. So I was looking out for trees mostly. Uh, everyone was looking at like um, looking for animals. So they missed this thing that was just on the trunk of a very skinny tree. And as I was looking to put my hand on it, uh, I saw this thing. And at first I thought like, hey, at first I, I could see because it was on kind of like on the side of it. I couldn't really see it. I could only see this blue part sticking out. And I was like, how come this tree has a little nub that is blue, right? Like this little stump of a branch that is blue sticking out. So I kind of investigated and then turns out it is this bug. And I was like, hey guys, there's this thing over here. It's really colorful. So I snapped this picture on my handphone and uh, uh, I think a few of the other photographers, they came in with their huge lenses and they, they took pictures of it. And uh, not everyone got a picture of it. I think only me and uh, three other people. Uh, Siming was one of them. She took it with her handphone. Her, I think her f picture is better than mine because uh, because she's got a better handphone than me, <laughs> phone camera than me. Yeah, yeah. Huawei's Huawei phones have better cameras than Samsung phones. Uh, yeah. So the rest of the hike, everyone was like, "Sim, do your magic. We want to see a lantern bark." Let's see. Pat Friend says orangutans can rip your arm off. Moray eels don't do anything to you generally. Mm, I I know. I know orangutans can rip your arm off. I, I know they are super strong. Um, I wouldn't go and hug one. I wouldn't go and touch one. But I wouldn't like necessarily run away at the side of one. Like a, I don't know. They don't scare me as much as like a tiger would. Yeah, they seem pretty chill. Um, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. They are really strong. Um, Moray eels. I don't know. I, I think maybe it was that... Um, that Cutthroat Island movie really scared me with the Moray eels. The way they, I don't know, in the movie they just hissed and they were like, whoa, this is like a serious fish. That's like, don't mess with it, right? I don't even, I don't even know if they're fish. Um, have we decided that whether eels are fish or not fish? I don't even know. Jimmy Earl, who the hell is this streaming? <laughs> I'm back from the jungle, Jimmy. <laughs> I survived. Uh, I'm not sure whether I have COVID though, because uh, apparently uh, every town we went through, they were like, hey, uh, there's a new cluster here. So uh, when we were near civilization, we just kept our mask on, didn't to, uh, I tried to wash my hands as much as I could, wherever I trusted their water and soap. And I, I have to say, I don't always trust the hand sanitizer because sometimes you see like a little bottle, right? And you squeeze it, and you can feel that thing evaporating on your hand. You're like, ah, this one is alcohol in it. But a lot of the times, I squeeze the thing on my hand, and I'm like, these guys went cheap, you know? They just filled the thing with water. Just because, because there are places where um, I think it's a requirement or the part of the SOP. So they are trying to uh, adhere to the SOP, um, by taking your temperature, making sure you you register your name, um, do the contact tracing thing. And after that, the third step is to sanitize your hands. But they cheap out on the sanitizers and just fill a bottle with 
like a soap dispenser with water and just call that a sanitizer and I seem to have encountered quite a few of um, quite a few shops not I'm not saying only in Sabah but like in Peninsula as well quite a few um, quite a few eateries have done that and uh, so I don't always trust hand sanitizers when I see one bottle on the table you have a cold um, I caught a cold actually on my first uh, I'm much better now I I don't think I have one do I sound like I have one I don't have a runny nose uh, so maybe my voice is still a little bit weird but I um, on the first day we were there we were snorkeling and we went from Tawau to Samporna snorkel and then we went back to Tawau and um, and uh, we ran out of dry clothes I would say so I I was in wet clothes for a little longer than I expected and uh, I kind of caught a cold and uh, and it's kind of dicey because uh, yeah I don't know what the symptoms what's which of these symptoms are from the cold or which are potentially COVID symptoms because it is COVID country out there in East Malaysia but the one thing I didn't have was uh, the loss of taste because uh, everything tasted good on this trip <sighs> yeah so uh, um, I'm gonna stay at home uh, for the next two weeks <laughs> not like that's any different from what I normally do right so uh, yeah I'm just gonna be staying home um, for two weeks to make sure um, I don't spread whatever I have if I have anything that's the plan uh, the one thing I really wanted to see was um, I wanted to see uh, hornbills yeah uh, not that I haven't seen them before but it's always it's always pretty amazing when I see them it's just a super huge bird with a you know with this bony structure on its head um, and they make very like we heard them every day every day we were on the trail we heard and the, the guide would be like oh this one is the helmeted hornbill um, this one is the rhinoceros hornbill yeah um, the helmeted hornbill sounds a little bit like a monkey in my ears anyway um, it, it's, it sounds like it's laughing at us <laughs> it's like you can't see me yeah it sounds a little bit like a laugh and um, the rhino hornbill uh, sounds a little bit like a, a goose to me yeah i mentioned this to one of the other people and they thought i was crazy so like um yeah maybe it's just me and was, man can you guys hear that it's really lightning and thunder outside uh i'm gonna tell you guys about the wild boars so on that first night we were there we went on a night walk right and so we saw very little things actually on the night walk um, we saw maybe one frog um, two snakes uh, they're always on this tree they always are on the same tree so the the guide and the, all the people at the center they know that those snakes are always there so we just went it, it's kind of like having snakes on a tree in your backyard it was a little bit like that so we just went there took some pictures and then we left them alone 
um, yeah, we weren't like, oh, snakes, you know, um, are they going to crawl into our rooms or anything? No, they are always there on that same tree and they never move. Um, two female vipers, they're always there. So, but that, that kind of raises the question, where are the males, right? Maybe they, those are the ones that are crawling around biting people. We don't know, right? So, yeah, we, but uh, we never saw them, so. Um, so, on a night walk, we saw those and then uh, we saw... Uh, some deer nearby and we're like oh be quiet there's some deer you know you can see the eyes you know off in the distance and then after a while you can see like they are you can see more than the eyes you can see the whole deer so, oh there's a deer you know that oh there's so many of them there's uh, quite a few of them and uh, and we also saw this wild boar that was just walking along with us it's just like a dog you know just walking along kind of doing its own thing but kind of heading in the same general direction we were just kind of walking in this you know next to each other and it wasn't bothering us this um this wild boar you know um yeah apparently uh there's a family of wild boar that just lives there at the center and um i think in peninsula malaysia uh this would be kind of a big deal you know it's like ah oh, don't touch them you know they are wild um boars the name for boars in malay is babi hutan right which is a uh, jungle pig which is fair enough it is a jungle pig right but it's kind of considered the same thing or it they're either considered the same thing in uh islam or maybe over time nobody knows so you know err on the side of caution maybe avoid both of them so yeah i, I think in p peninsula boars would be a big deal and you wouldn't be allowed near them they would be all caged up and everything um but over there uh yeah wild boars living in i i'm not even see now this is the Malaysia that we live in now where I am actually scared to even say this that there are wild boars at the center because like if this center was in peninsula, peninsula Malaysia I wouldn't if this was if this center was in West Malaysia I wouldn't dare to mention it I, because I don't want to get anyone in trouble but it's East Malaysia it's Sabah it's a place where um kind of like it's still the old malaysia where um everyone practiced their own religion no one you know um, uh no one no one is too uh upset about this thing or the other so yeah there, there were all these wild boars um that were just roaming around there and uh, after a while we kind of realized like oh they just they just live here you know um and apparently the deer are the same as well so on our almost our last night there we went on this um we went on this night safari so basically the it's a night safari um you get into a four-wheel drive that's open top and you 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 look at animals and that's fun except um we can't spot the animals so we need two guides uh to kind of point out the animals to us so as <laughs> driving out he's like oh there's deer and i was like yeah the deers were exciting on you know the first two nights we were here 
<laughs> By the third day, we're like, yeah, that's another deer. You know, it's no big deal. Um, they're just all over the place, and I think, uh, I think the people at the center feed the deer and the poor, and I'm not sure that I should even be. I don't know. I, I I'm not sure, but I, I think someone is feeding them because they are just hanging around. Yeah, maybe the deer just I don't know. Uh, eat the the grass nearby. I guess. But a boar, I'm pretty sure, they, they eat anything, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, wild boar and deer everywhere. So that was, we did take quite a few photos with the, not so much with the boar, but with the deer. And, no, I, the other way around. Not so much with the deer, because they are, they are a bit more careful. They won't come right up to you. Um, the boar, um, they are cautious, um, but they will come maybe up to two meters away from you and just not be too worried that you might hurt them. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty, pretty friendly, pretty tame. Um, so there was some, we, we did take quite... <laughs> quite a few pictures with the boar and I think there was one where we took a family photo and there were three boars in the background and uh, and Andrew uh, say hey boar, wild boars again because what happened was um, wild boar was the example I gave of the animal that no actually Andrew came up with it and it's like I asked like okay come up with an animal we'll look up the number in the online uh, looking up 4D numbers uh, search engine right and the number came out 0515 right and <laughs> my friend at that time my friend bought uh, 0515 and it came out 1515 something like that and she was like hey you give me the wrong number give me the right number next time and that was funny and um, uh, and then this time Andrew was like, "Hey, there are three boars. Does that mean no?" Andrew was like, "Hey, there are three boars. Um, what was what it's wild boars again? What was the number?" And I was like, "Ah, the number is zero five one five." And uh, so Andrew was like, "Hey, but there are three boars, so it should be times three, right? So it should be one five four five, right?" And yeah, uh, it was a consolation prize. So uh, yeah, you're welcome, Andrew. <laughs> Although uh, you, it, it, it was it was your genius to multiply the number by three. I never would have been, I never would have thought of that. Um, three bars times three, right? Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I don't have a four D number for you right now, but uh, maybe maybe uh, is there a number for lantern buck or? Uh, or jellyfish <laughs> or orangutan I don't know maybe we can try it right yeah uh, the night safari we saw okay what did we see during the night safari we saw the the. I don't count the boar and the deer because we just see them so much in the daytime we saw quite a few slow loris um, you guys know the slow loris it's like this cute little gremlin guy that climbs trees I, I say we saw them as in the guide 
spotted them and pointed them out to us and then we took out our binoculars and oh yeah there they are but yeah pretty amazing the way the guides can just shine a torch like they're just shining their torches all over the place and just if they see a slow loris in a tree that's like um just high up on a tree like like a hundred meters up yeah probably a hundred meters away and they can see it and just in a fraction of a second they can spot it and then i'll take out my binoculars and stare at it and i'm like is that what they're talking about that looks like a plastic bag and then they're like no no watch watch for a second and then and then the thing starts moving them oh okay yeah how the hell did you spot that you know I'm, i would have thought it was a dried leaf you know and but they 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 can do it um so yeah pretty amazing they so we saw slow loris we saw um uh flying squirrel we wanted to see the tasir but we didn't see one okay i saw a mouse deer basically mouse deer is uh kanchil right um yeah i've seen them in the zoo before but not in the wild uh and we saw what else is that thing the leopard cat like the guy was shining his light at it i was just looking at it i was looking at it with my eyes i was looking at it through the binoculars i could not for the life of me see what he was seeing uh, but yeah he could see it and i could see it and sometimes it's maybe because i was in the back part of the truck and he was like um a, a bit more front than me yeah sometimes we shine our torch at the animals and the animals just like oh shit someone's someone's shining the light on me and then they just stay still for a while and um yeah so apparently we saw a leopard cat and um i didn't see it but apparently i did <laughs> so yeah leopard cat it's just like a cat except it has spots instead of stripes so yeah if you ever see it it looks um it this is from the pictures in the pictures it looks like uh it looks like a cat yeah and it can probably mess you up though <laughs> i mean a cat can mess you up right if it wants to uh what more a wild cat right what else did we see i think that was all all the things we saw oh we saw like um a porcupine crossing the road and that was it yeah um yeah so that was our trip uh no, it's just um just hiking every day um the first day was the hardest where we had to hike three kilometers uh to a waterfall and then hike back to the center which was three kilometers i i'm glad i didn't suffer an injury or there were a few places that were pretty dicey where i was like oh okay i'm sliding you know and then the other foot that's still on the ground is starting to twist ah that's the bad that's the bad ankle and i i did feel like ah okay i'm glad i stopped sliding right there because if i slid any further i would have you know twisted this thing real bad but apart from that nothing happened so i'm pretty happy you know uh the hiking seemed to be good for my ankle i don't know it feels it feels pretty strong now um yeah feels almost back to normal now the other thing that's happening in Sabah is uh, the Sabah elections this weekend, I think. Uh, one thing that seeming like doing is every time we took a grab, 
she will talk to the grab driver about um, how do you feel about the elections she would kind of she's doing this uh, like investigative journalism thing where she she eases in with the easy questions she's like how do you feel about this uh, whole uh, the the elections this weekend and then she's like who do you think will win you know and then and then she hits them with the who are you voting for and i'm like dude you can't ask that question but then the the drivers would answer they're like oh i vote blue you know um yeah the ones that vote warisan would say i i'm voting for warisan the ones who are voting for um perikatan nasional they just say they vote blue yeah then and then they stop talking because <laughs> it's like uh, stop asking me questions i just want to take the money yeah uh anyway yeah elections we'll see what happens apparently today uh what happened today like people are telling me anwar wanted to see the king to say he's got the the majority in parliament the majority support of all the mps and then uh, muhyiddin wants to see the king to say that i've got it and then i don't know who else is going to see the king Apparently, everyone's going to see the king today to, to tell them that they have the majority. You, you know that there's this Chinese saying that's kind of like, <clears throat> um, you, you, you're kind of warning the enemy, right? You, um, it's like you're, you're ruffling the grass and you're, you're warning the snake that you're coming, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not calling anyone a snake. It, it is a Chinese saying. Yeah, there is a snake in the saying. But uh, yeah, uh, sounds like this is, uh, sounds like he kind of fucked up. <laughs> so yeah, I got a majority. I finally uh, got all these uh, people. I got more frogs than you have. You know, basically it's, it's the whole game now is just collecting frogs, right? You get my guys to jump over to your party. I'll get your guys to jump over to my party. It's a game of collecting frogs. Uh, unfortunately and uh, it looks like Anwar collected his frogs and made his move a little like his timing is just the worst now everybody knows and then they're gonna like oh okay we need a few more frogs you know and then uh, by the time the king is out of the hospital uh, there'll be changes again um, and that is if what he's saying is the truth, right? And we never know with this guy. Uh, yeah. I'm not a fan of the backdoor government. I think this this thing Mohirin is uh, doing where he's hiding behind the COVID, behind the pandemic, it's, uh, it's kind of douchey. <laughs> kind of douchey. Um, because it's... Uh, in fact, it, w- it was in his inauguration speech right he was like oh we're not the government you chose but uh we're the government you need he 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 made like a batman speech or something and and he's doing it again now you know he's like um yeah now is not the time to rock the boat we need uh we need me you know uh because we have a pandemic you can't be changing things around just leave things the way they are well if you want things the way they are you wouldn't have formed a new government a few months ago uh so that's not the not the strongest platform, I would say. And on the other hand, we have this guy, Mr. Anwar, who uh, I don't know. He always says he has so much support, but uh, he seems like the least popular of all the leaders. 
<laughs> which is saying a lot because uh, we have a lot of uh, really questionable leaders, including one that is, including a few that are quite blatantly uh, unclean, let's say. And uh, this guy is still not as popular as them. So what does this say? The two coalitions are kind of pretty tight in a way at the moment. So yeah, it, it's all up to the frogs. The frogs are the kingmakers, right? The people who jump party. And um, the argument is that um, you voted for them. If you voted for the uh, this person, then this person uh, represents his platform and you like his platform. So it doesn't matter which party he's in. So that, that is the argument, the pro-frog argument, the pro-party hopping argument is that. But then... Uh, the other argument is that actually people don't vote for the uh, candidate. They vote for the party. They just look at the flag and they vote. So a lot of people like, hey, I don't care who you are. I just want someone who is uh, not from the previous government because um, <clears throat> they did a bad job. So a lot of people think like that. So they voted that way. And these people who represented change are all of a sudden uh, back with the old, uh, you know, the old boys. The old gang, so to say. Um, so yeah, uh, a lot of people are upset. Um, but then a lot of people, uh, on the other side, you know, there's always people who are going to be happy because it's like, hey, I, I never want to change. What, what is this, this talk about change, you know? I'm living pretty happy <coughs> with my 500 ringgit every five years, you know? Um, so, uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> getting a bit bitter here. Okay, no, 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 no. Just... um. There's always two sides. There's always two views on this. So yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I just revealed to you guys uh, which side I'm on. <laughs> I'm pro-change, basically. Um, I'm pro-change, depending on which time frame we're talking about. I'm pro-change. Like, there hasn't been change in like 60 years. And uh, I was very happy that we were finally moving from basically a one-party system although although it is a democracy but it is very much traditionally and culturally we have always been a, a one-party system in that don't vote for those guys they have no experience and that's always on people's minds and um yeah so we always like oh yeah scared of change you know i don't know what's gonna happen you know a uh, whole country's gonna be upside down so better better just stick to what we know and deal with the corruption and the inefficiencies and um and at some point it got too out of hand and then we're like fuck this shit and then we <laughs> and that was 2018 and now we're yeah we're back to where we were and even this Anwar move if it's uh if it is legitimate I would be the most naive person on the planet if I were to believe that he was able to convince all these people to jump to support his coalition based on ideals alone where there was no offer of um, either monetary rewards or anything. Um, I mean, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going too far. I think I'm going too far today. Uh, but it's it's 
it's how we all feel, right? We all know this, right? So yeah, both of them are just as bad as each other, I guess. Um, it's just which which side you wanna be on. But uh, there's no there's no messiah, let's say. Um, in 2018, when we finally were able to change the government, I was happy. But then I also heard like um, friends who were saying, "Oh, it's the end of racism. It's the end of corruption." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! You guys are uh, a little bit too uh, a little bit too quick to jump to those conclusions, right?" I'd be happy with a reduction in corruption and uh, an increase in efficiency. Let's say, yeah, okay. That's it for this episode. I'll see you guys on the next episode of The Beauty of Ugly. And um, yeah. Bye, everybody.